0: Thanks for tuning in to Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Bercero right here on the Leadership Lowdown. I just really enjoy hosting this show because I get to meet so many really cool people. And I've found somebody that actually knows a friend of mine. His name is Mark Bondi, and he knew this guy that's doing great work up in the Traverse City area. His name is Paul Mead, and Paul Mead is the Principal Advisor at Clear Path Strategic. Paul, welcome to our show. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad to have you, and I'm a little jealous, I must say, there's probably not a whole lot of places in the world that I would live outside of Lansing, but Traverse City probably would make the top five list.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful spot, I'm very fortunate to be here.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, we'll get into how long you've been there and all that background, but maybe if we could get started just to tell us a little bit, kind of the elevator speech of what it is that you do and the organization you represent, and we'll get started there. Great, thank you. Clearpath Strategic is a business advisory firm, and although we're in Traverse City, I work with organizations throughout the state. And our value proposition comes in really three layers. The first
1: is being able to help organizations with their strategic and operational planning. And that sounds very common. We talk about, you know, strategy all the time, but actually getting something worked out that's meaningful. Mm -hmm. that will make a difference is certainly harder than it sounds. The second is execution. So being able to execute your strategy with a communication rhythm. So everyone knows what to do and when to do it. And then finally, that third layer is really more at the individual level where I mentor and
0: coach executives and owners on a myriad of topics, you know, executing strategy, personnel, how to grow the business all sorts of things well and that's really great i'm glad we connected because there's so much of an opportunity and so much to discuss in all this and if i could let me just start with the organization clear path strategic one of the things that happened many years ago i was on an executive team and one of the things we talked about was everybody has their own unique set of talents and such And it was surprising to me that out of the entire room full of probably eight different executives, there was only one of them that was really high in strategic capabilities and strategic thinking I mean, because there's a lot of different talents that make into create a leader but not having a strategic vision or a strategic planning element strikes me as a difficult thing in a leadership role. Can you react to that for me?
1: Yeah, it is difficult when you have a senior staff that don't have that strategic thinking capability. And, you know, we have to be careful that we're not too critical because that is not a skill that you can go out and buy or learn. Being a strategic thinker is a practice skill,
0: and some people can do it and do it well, and others, no matter how hard you try, they're not going to be there. The really great place to be is when you're a little bit of both. Things strategically, you can see how
1: events will lay out, but then you can also understand operationally, how do I get these things done? And coincidentally, that's why a lot of leadership teams are made up the way they are, because you get that mix of both strategy and operations. So it's an important characteristic. It's difficult to be a successful leader without being a strategic thinker, but it's not the end of the world because your listeners are like me. We surround
0: ourselves with people smarter than us. Yeah. You can find... Someone And I've seen this a lot where there are multiple owners or you have a leadership team that has kind of a diverse group where you have a nice balance between the strategic thinkers and the operational thinkers. So it can work. Well, the old thing that comes to mind, Paul, is we used to say, if all of us uh, think alike, then some of us are unnecessary in this room. And I really think that's what's important in what you just described. You're exactly right. It's not about we shouldn't be judgmental about that lack of certain elements. We should celebrate the, I hate to use the word diversity, but diversity in thinking in terms of the skill sets that we bring to the table. And then, you know, you can hire maybe talented people like yourself that can come in and help us get strategically lined up and underway, and some of that creative thinking, you can't buy that either. You've got to go out and organically build and get those people with those talents. Well, that's exciting. And, of course, part of what I would think that you do is some of your work is with executive teams. Is that right? Where you sit down and you try to assess who's bringing what to the table? Is that where something like that starts?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say so much of an assessment as it is to try and work with individuals and groups, which would include executive teams and boards, mm-hmm. and work would be really challenging because of the mix, but to work with them and leveraging their strengths to be able to have positive outcomes for the business. So it's not so much an assessment, you are this or you are that, and have these skills or you don't, it's that it collectively as a team as a board or myself as an owner or an executive? What do I bring to the table and what gaps do I have to fill by surrounding myself with good people? And so think about it in these terms. You know, you have your CFO, numbers guy, pays attention to uh, the finances, and then you have your HR folks, it's people and culture, and your CEO is in front. and. A lot of times you don't have somebody thinking about how to wrap it all together. Mm, right, right.
0: Well, they're
1: going to achieved
0: those things. And I think that's really cool. You use the word gaps, and filling in those gaps is, I think, a great word for us to focus on. You're filling in some gaps for us today here on the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Dick Bergerow with Paul Mead, and we'll be right back.
1: Stop staring at your phone and plan some fun this winter at Treetops Resort. Dog sledding, tubing, sleigh riding, indoor golfing, ice skating, swimming, racing, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, scavenger hunting, juggling, or relaxing in the spa. That's just some of the fun you can have. And there's skiing and snowboarding and sleeping and eating and drinking and eating and drinking while cross-country skiing. I think you get the point. Get outside and have some fun or be boring. 888-TREETOPS or treetops.com.
0: You found the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bursero. Today with Paul Mead. He's the Principal Advisor of Clear Path Strategic, a really cool organization. It looks like they, I want to say they're a bit of a fix-it, but that might be too much of a small term for all the great things they do. But I'm going to learn a little bit more about that. But before we go in that direction, Paul, maybe you could help me understand, how did you get to Traverse City? You weren't born there, right?
1: No, no, I was uh, born and raised in Bilford, mm. yeah, over Brighton area. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, right after high school, I headed out to serve our country in the United That's States Army. So I'm very proud of that. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Did that for a number of years and circuitously, you know, worked through my career and ended up moving my family to every City and spent a lot of time working with Haggerty Insurance, a local insurance company sure. so that uh, hopefully many of your listeners have heard of and that was a transformational my career being with that group. Um, I really grew as a leader broadened my skill sets and was given the opportunity to really develop capabilities to help
0: other people, other businesses, mentor others, coach others. A uh, very important part of my career but from that experience that's when we launched ClearPath and it's been a fun ride ever since. Oh, ben, Oh I was not aware of the Army responsibilities did any of that prepare you strategically in terms of your skills about strategic thinking? Or is that something that you were kind of born with and it's just uh, you probably
1: helped the Army? Well, I'd like to think it's a little bit of both. My personality and the way that I'm wired. I'm a bit of a, you know, roles and columns. Things have to be a certain way. Yes, yeah. that's true. <laughs> but experience in the military and working in organizations taught me the value of planning planning. Uh-huh is a integral part of my life, both personally and professionally, because I believe that if you think about what you want, and if you lay out a plan to get what you want, the probability of your success goes through the roof, because oftentimes we allow life to happen to us, mm-hmm. as opposed to deciding how life is going to be. That same idea applies to business. And many, many businesses are successful despite themselves
0: because <laughs> allow the business to grow organically and it just kind of happens every day, it's operational. Um, but if you have a plan in place, you can be intentional about where your business goes and that's what strategic planning, operational planning, that's what uh, path strategic is all about. That's so cool and I have to tell you Paul, one of the things that I run into whether it's talking with young people or maybe trying to career coach other people, myself, different things that come along. One of the things that I think is the most difficult for me is to try to help somebody that really doesn't have a vision of where they want to go or doesn't have a some clarity of purpose. Can you react to that for me? Because I, I get so frustrated because I see somebody that's talented, capable, got way more talent and skills than I've got. And I sit there and look at them and go, wow, why aren't you tapping into that and going in a straight shot like an arrow to where you want to be? And the answer is they oftentimes don't know where they want to go. How do you address that? Before you can
1: decide where you want to go, either as an individual or a business, so you have to have self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And self-awareness is a very difficult thing to have, especially when you're young. And there's plenty of people a little bit older like me that, you know, uh, struggle with self-awareness too, because self-awareness is the foundation of understanding where you want to go and what you want. We have so much pressure on us and on the kids, young leaders, that you have to, you know, know what you want and go after it. I would say you need to bring a little bit of variety in there to try some different things, and hopefully, they'll land on that thing that not only you have acumen for, but makes you happy. Because that's what
0: really matters the most. Yeah, well, you really reaffirmed for me, Paul, something that I've always believed in and I've always coached a lot of other people is that self-awareness is the mother of all learning. When you don't understand your blind spots, when you don't understand how you're wired and what your trigger sensors are, what gets you excited and what turns you off, I mean, those things are really impactful for somebody and I have to tell you that one of the most important things I think ever happened to me, Paul, was many, many years ago, we started down these different personal assessment tests, if you will, and profiles. And it wasn't until probably 20 years ago when we really started seeing those come into the mainstream and used quite a little bit. And, man, those are just so enlightening and encouraging to somebody that goes, well, I, I always felt that way, but this reaffirms it and kind of empowers somebody, don't you think?
1: Oh, it does. And, you know, there are ways of trying to figure that out because I'm sure some of the listeners are thinking, well, am I self-aware or not? I mean, yeah. it's hard to know. So two ways to catch that. First is, don't be afraid to ask. Some of the ways that I've understood myself the most is by getting feedback from the people that I trust the most. Key people in my career that would tell me or be open with me about things about myself, which can be very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And then there are or can't approaches. Think of Myers-Briggs. Okay, I'm not suggesting that, but there are ways of figuring out, okay, am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? Am I an omnivert? Once you know kind of that, now you start to understand why you do what you do. And there are a million of those assessments, but understanding those characteristics about you at the base level, really help you figure out okay what am i going to do with all of this
0: yeah well that's great stuff paul really learning a lot here today and so glad you joined us here on the michigan business network i'm big versero here at the leadership lowdown and we'll be right back Sinair has an unwavering belief that all people deserve the opportunities provided by living in healthy communities. They've lived that mission for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. You don't make that kind of broad impact without a skilled, diverse, and highly valued team. That's one of the reasons Senaire has been consistently named a top place to work by Detroit Free Press, a crane's Detroit Cool Places to Work, and a best nonprofit to work for. Learn more at www.senaire.com. You found the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bursaro with the honor and privilege of talking to Paul Mead, the Principal Advisor at Clear Path Strategic. And Paul, uh, in that last segment, we got into something that I really just piques my interest because you mentioned uh, the concept of talking to people that you trust or maybe some other personal advisors that you have in your life that you can discuss who you are and get into some of those more personal decisions. Years ago, the the audience has heard me talk about this before, we learned about something called a personal board of directors. And what that meant was that we don't have meetings with a board and we don't formally ask somebody to be on our board. But there are times when we have people that possess certain skill sets. It might be financial. It might be a leadership presence. It might be um, moral or spiritual character, whatever those elements are. And you kind of select those people in your life and say, can I buy you a cup of coffee? I just want to chat about where you ended up in business and how that all worked. Or can you help me? I just want to talk to you about some challenges I'm having in my personal business. Those kind of things are wonderful advisors you can put into your world, and you touched on that. And, uh, if you would, Paul, expand on that a little bit for us. Sure.
1: Um, you know, one of the, the important parts of what you just said is that you have to have a willingness to ask. Right. To So I am an advisor by trade. I help people understand themselves, their businesses, and how to move forward. But you can only go so far with that, you don't want to give unsolicited advice. So the first thing, if you're looking for, you want to better understand yourself, understand your business, have people to talk to, be willing to ask for it, and there's no shame in doing that. It's actually commendable when people want to further develop themselves. So, you know, you heard that cliche where, you know, it's lonely at the top, and it's a cliche because it's true. So if you're a business leader, an owner, you're a leader in some other capacity, you often don't have people that you can really talk to because you can't share your fears and insecurities and things like that downstream. Right, right. They right. aren't going to share that kind of thing upstream. And so often you don't have people to talk to. So having a person or a group of people that you can share and get candid feedback from is essential. And in my life, I've had a couple people that have played big parts, and I'm not sure they know it as much, but they played big parts in guiding me Mm -hmm. and sharing things about myself, helping me figure out what I should do at certain times how to make good decisions, things like that. It's it's just critical. So for those of you that are listening out there that are thinking about, oh, I don't really have someone to talk to, think about those people that you trust what they say and that you can listen to. There's likely someone there close to you that can do that. Because, you know, when you work for different businesses, they'll have mentorship programs and things like that. They're trying to do that artificially.
0: Yeah. So if you get a signed mentor, in my experience it really works. Rarely works. What you really have is a authentic, genuine relationships with people that will help guide you through your life. And so there are people in your life you may not know who they are yet, but give it some thought who you trust in. If you're a business leader, an owner, and you need somebody objective, you can always call it clear path. I like it. We know somebody in the business. <laughs> Well, you know, there's two things. Before I run out of time in this segment, I want to make sure I go back in touch. One is you mentioned assigned mentors don't always work. I couldn't agree more. I think there are people that you genuinely admire, and when you look up to them and you come alongside them, to try to mentor to them or ask for them to mentor you. I don't know if it really works from a very formal basis, but I, I really like the idea of looking around, being aware of those people in your life that you can either lift and pull up as a mentor or people that you can look to and admire and use as a mentor. And so... That's kind of a neat thing that you mentioned there because it starts with awareness. And you mentioned the power of asking somebody. I've been on a variety of leadership roles and I can tell you it's always been a huge compliment when somebody comes forward and says, could we have a cup of coffee? I'd like to learn a little bit about this. Or you seem to, at a meeting, do this. And I'd like to know where you learn that. I mean, man, those are really powerful compliments, if you will, that I think are fun for us to learn about. and the other thing you said, Paul, that I didn't want to go past, and believe me, I mean this in just a most positive way, I've received a couple of letters from people that I have poured into, and they thanked me for that, and it was years later. And I'd encourage you, Paul, or any of our people in the audience that had those moments, I don't know if they really know that they meant this to me or that they were really powerful and important to me. I just would encourage people to take a moment and pen out a handwritten letter to somebody and uh, mail it off to those people that you care about. I have one right now that's convicting me. It's a teacher that I know back in Chelsea Middle School, Chelsea, Michigan. And I really think the world of her and I need to find her address and get that done myself. So your thoughts on that, Paul? Have you ever sent a letter like
1: that? Yes, I have. Your point's well taken. I have. You know, the two people that I had, in mind, one most recently had him and his wife over to the house and had dinner. And I just told him oh, uh, you know, Wow. That this, he is by far the most impactful person in my
0: life other than my immediate family. And you have to say it out loud. And, and there's a, you know important part of that, and that's gratitude. Gratitude goes both ways. And your point well taken for people that are helping you in your life. Make sure they know it. Yeah, wow, Paul, that's awesome. I'm tearing up. That must have been a wonderful dinner to be with some guests that meant so much to you and be able to share that out loud. I just love it. I love that you're here sharing with us today, Paul. So grateful for that and grateful you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Bersher. We're gonna go pay some bills and come right back. Team Spirit. Face
1: more cowbell. Dean Trailways Motor Coach takes care of your travel, so you can support your favorite Spartan teams and focus on the important things. Visit DeanTrailways.com, book your next Spartan trip, and make Dean Trailways your favorite ride.
0: Leadership Lowdown, and I found Paul Mead. He's the principal advisor in ClearPass Strategic, and it's a great organization up in Traverse City. But Paul, I guess you probably travel around more than just the greater uh, northern Michigan area, right? you get all over the country? I do. I'm predominantly
1: here in Michigan. i the yeah. organization in <laughs> a number of different areas of the country.
0: Yeah, well, that's great. I can imagine. And, you know, Paul, one of the things that, as we're kind of unpacking these whole elements of uh, mentorship and strategic thinking and some of those other things, I, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people that tune into this show like the idea of taking shortcuts, if you will, not in the easy road out, but finding a direct path to leadership and looking for ways that they can become and move into those leadership roles. And I find it the impatience of youth. When I was 26 years old, uh, I thought I should be running the company. And so I made a bunch of uh, decisions back then that were not the best ones. And I think about, you know, how does that work for somebody as they're trying to figure out where they want to go in leadership, what do they need to get done before they make those illogical leaps sometimes? Well, you know, we had touched on this previously,
1: just this notion of self-awareness. It's a tough place because oftentimes as we move through our career, we want to increase our value and at the same time increase our compensation. And so most of the time we think, well, to increase my compensation, to increase my contribution to the business's success, I need to be in a leadership position. And so if you want that, that's great. If you don't want that, um, then you need to look at different paths to your success that don't put you in a situation that you have to be something that you're not. And so if you're going to be a leader, there are some things that we think about. One, from my perspective, and this was... In the military and throughout my career, you have to have courage. And that means that you have to be willing to put yourself out there, take risks, say the things that are uncomfortable, that are unpopular, and you have to do what you say you're going to do. I know those, everyone's probably nodding, of course, no, but it's easy to say and really hard to do. Another one that's a little bit tougher is the notion of empathy. And empathy is important. Because everybody on your team, if you are the leader, everybody on your team is going through something. And we all have good days, bad days. We have good performance, not so good performance. And being able to put yourself in someone else's shoe is a key characteristic of leadership, in my view. Mm -hmm. It's certainly important.
0: Yeah, well, I think that really is the key is when you think about trying to put people, what is come around and looking through their lens, through their eyes. And that's part of what... I think some of the biggest elements of leadership that I see, I have just recently was engaged in a conversation with an individual that's a director and did some things that I just think are, wow, off base in terms of the way I would treat an employee and the employee I'm aware of is really a hardworking individual. So I think part of that is do unto others, I guess, and, uh, and how would you want to be treated and try to look through that other lens? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, without a doubt. Characteristics
1: or, or you're working on those characteristics, you have to think about practical terms. Mm-hmm. Meaning, who am I leading and where am I leading them? Yeah. You know, it's not just having the role that says well, I'm a manager, so I'm in charge. It's you are actually leading. How do I lead this group or these people to reach their goals, organizational goals, execution of strategy? So if you're going to aspire to be a leader, you have to attack it both at your own professional development and at your own
0: EQ. And then you've got to be in to understand how to move these people in such a way that you can achieve organizational goals yeah well and the other thing too and we haven't talked much about it tell me about pulling the team together because sometimes in these positions a leader doesn't always have to be by title it can be by uh, leading on the field if you will i remember years of playing football thinking about what I could do in a huddle had nothing to do with me as team captain or whatever. It was all about bringing energy and and focus and and enthusiasm to what we were doing. So do you have some thoughts on those that might be not in a leadership position but can maybe lead from the middle? Well, a really great
1: way of testing that, so to speak, is the use of projects. Mm -hmm. Because have projects. So a project is a discrete activity, a beginning and an end, and you have a certain group of people to work on that. When you delegate that responsibility in a project setting, it allows people to flourish. And so it will give them a chance to work on things they haven't worked on before,
0: interact with people they haven't worked with before. And so that leadership aspect will emerge from the project work. And so you had mentioned a few minutes ago about pulling people up, using projects to figure out who those people are can be a very effective tool. Oh, I love that. Meaning that you would assign somebody something and kind of test drive them? Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, so you have a project to complete some type of, let's say, software implementation. I'm going to need five or six different people with different skill sets. And through that experience, you'll start to see folks that, that emerge with capability, that they do have courage. They do say the things that need to be said. They can adhere to timelines and be solution-driven. And you know, it sounds kind of silly, but they can play nice with others. Ah, I love it, so true. And that doesn't always come easy, that's for sure. I just know it. So, well, that's really good stuff. Great treasures that you're offering us uh, here today on the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you tuned in here for the Michigan Business Network. Paul Mead's going to be right back after these messages.
1: Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Michigan,
0: Michigan. This is Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Big Bergerow, and Paul Mead, principal advisor of Clear Path Strategic, is with us out of beautiful Traverse City. And Paul, when we were talking about this whole last few segments, we've talked about individual leadership and different things along the way. And one of the things that I've not been real good at is learning things from books. I'm almost a hands-on type of person. I'm an old FFA guy, Future Farmers, where learning by doing is one of the part of the motto. And so one of the things that I think is interesting is that it feels like your path has been pretty much, uh, let me grab a hold of it and uh, start making things happen rather than read about it in a book and try to figure it out. Is that fair? Would you characterize yourself that way? Yes. I would think that much of my
1: experiences are quote unquote on the job You mm-hmm. go because we know that you know professional maturity organizational maturity are a function of time and experience and so i'm um, in my 50s so i've had plenty of time to experience yeah <laughs> uh, the, the school hard knocks is definitely for me but if you're looking from a planning perspective there are a couple little
0: nuggets you know there are things like rockefeller habits and traction and good great. those things that most of us have all gone through they each have a little nugget here there but generally speaking working through experience has been my approach well you know what I find is that especially when entrepreneurs I've had a number of them on the station and on our network here and talking about their path and sometimes what I find is entrepreneurs Are real passionate about what it is they're building, what it is they're doing, what it is that they have under construction. But part of the challenge is, and to your point, is getting strategic about helping that grow and then also growing others with them. I mean, so as I've said before, my dad's instruction when we were working on things together in the garage was get back! Uh, And that was kind of his way of, uh, of saying, you know, don't touch what I'm doing here. And of course, a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. They do things and they and really don't bring others along. And so I wonder if you have any tips for us about maybe entrepreneurs that are going through about the world of hard knocks, learning it by doing it, and then maybe leaving others in the dust behind. Is there any watch for?s there that you can help us with? Well, many times uh, as entrepreneurs,
1: founders, business owners, you wear many hats mm-hmm. and sometimes you wear all the hats. So the exercise there is to begin to delegate. I know that sounds pretty obvious, but it's really hard to do because what that means is that you're willing to trust other people to do things and that they can do things the way that you would like them done. Sometimes it doesn't quite work out, but you have to take that step. You have to give that person or that team the room to be able to try and fail and hopefully not fail very often or fail quickly bunch of try and you'll be surprised
0: at the result you get. Hmm. Well, and knowing that when you've got those kind of results, it's about taking a moment to step back. Isn't that it, Paul? When you've got your head down in the trenches and you're running so hard, <laughs> there's uh, blood and guts flying everywhere, and you're trying to make things happen, and uh, do you ever stop long enough to step back and to think about where you're going, what you're doing, and how... Well, it's going, right? Isn't that part of the assessment process?
1: Well, that portion of it, that taking a step back, that's the notion of working on your business mm-hmm. instead of in your business. Yep. It's tough to get into that mindset because we're all, most of our work is operational and we're very comfortable with that. But sometimes you have to set aside time. You have to set aside sessions, if you will, to make sure that you, your team, Separate yourself from the business for a little bit and think about the future and think about what adjustments have to be made and how we're doing because sometimes you get your head so far into the sand you don't even know if you're doing well or not. So it's right. separating yourself, even if it's temporarily, you and your team from your business so you can think about your business as opposed
0: to being in your business. I think it's a a great exercise. Well, and it's interesting. Maybe you can help me. I I can get on the couch here. When I think about, you know, Paul, John Maxwell talks about he has a thinking chair and he has a notepad and everything else, and he goes to this special spot and he just thinks about his business, thinks about what he wants to do next. And for me, it doesn't help. But usually if I take time to sit down like that, I fall asleep. (laughs) What's invigorating to me, Paul, is that I have somebody like you, that I can talk to about the business and we can bounce off of each other. And before you know it, I'm energized and enthused and I'm making notes and all kinds of great things are happening. So tell me, do you find that there's different styles of moving forward in a business setting as an entrepreneur? I mean, what are some of the techniques or I guess is everybody different?
1: Well, I think everyone's different on an individual level. You know, we all find those meditative states where we're able to get clarity and thinking and it's almost... Like writing a good song or figuring out a complex problem. You have to find out what your meditators is. Some people are driving. Some people it is sports activities or standing in the shower. We've all been in those moments. For me it's mowing the lawn. So I just, I seem to get clarity there. But to your latter point, the idea of being able to deconstruct an issue, if you will, yeah. or being able to voice out loud those things that are in your head,
0: that's where you really wanna make sure that you've got somebody that you can trust. And that's where advisors come into play because a lot of times we need to talk through things that we don't have anybody else to talk to. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, I'm so glad we have a chance to talk to you today, Paul. I'm so grateful for the time you're giving us, so grateful you tuned into the Michigan Business Network and so grateful to be here at the Leadership Lowdown. We're gonna take a brief break and be right back. workplace keeps changing and successful companies recognize and
1: embrace change through choice, adaptability, and innovation. DBI offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization. DBI helps customers reach their workplace goals
0: from improving worker effectiveness and innovation to brand expression. DBI is your office furniture partner. Learn more at dbiguests.com. We got one precious segment left right here with Paul Mead, the principal advisor of Clear Path Strategic right here on the Leadership Lowdown. And so glad, Paul, you're with us. And you know, as I think about all of these things that you have talked about today, man, if I'm running a small business or I'm running a big business, I think I need to talk to Paul about some of the challenges that are out there. And one of the things that I want to make sure we at least address is that sometimes we get so caught up in the business that we don't make some of the bold moves and some of the big decisions that we want to make, uh, maybe either because we're playing too close to the vest or maybe because we're so tangled up with the details. Can you speak to that in terms of making good decisions and what you do to help organizations get to where they want to be? Of We talked about it before, being a leader and having courage. You know, Sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and take that first step. And I think when you're looking at it from a business perspective, I have clients where they had these large goals, very
1: significant things that they would like to achieve, but it's basically been on the shelf for years because they didn't know what the first step was. And that can be hard because if you have a great idea or you have a great product, it doesn't necessarily make you a great strategist mm. or even a great leader or business owner. So that's where pulling in people that have capabilities that you need becomes so important. So your ideas or your business idea, these things that you want to do, try. (laughs) Have the courage. Pick up
0: the phone, call someone you trust, and you can bring those ideas to reality. Yeah. Let me ask you this because I think you're the guy that can untangle this for us. Sometimes I get into people that are all about uh, fire, aim, ready. They don't have a sequence down right where I think it's ready, aim, fire in terms of making some of these decisions come to life. So, Part of that whole thing is trying to get together that strategic plan. Isn't that where it starts for you, or have I got that wrong? No, the sequence is everything. Yeah. And so you have some leaders that are not planners, and that's okay. They are very quick to move. They have great ideas. They're impatient. We like all of those things in certain leaders. (laughs) Um, But you need the balance. Yeah. You need someone that is a planner that is a little bit more intentional that can bring some order to the chaos. Yeah. Because the chaos is really great to move a business forward. It really is. But you need someone that can bring balance to that. And so that's where if you find a great CEO and a great COO combination, that's the way that we have behaving. One is, you know, very charge forward (laughs) and the okay, I love your idea, but let's be intentional in how we do this. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's kind of the visionary thing you know, combined with the implementer that's going to actually be moving things into place. And you're exactly right. You know, part of what you have to do, there are people that thrive in chaos. And then there's others that want to have everything in a neat combined role And growth. Uh, and chaos oftentimes tend to go together. And, of course, uh, that's part of what makes companies Uh, successful is their ability to grow and grow through some of that chaos. So look, I've only got a few minutes left here on the show with you, and I'm so grateful for your time, Paul. I want to know, I'm a business person. I'm in that spot where maybe I've got some chaos going on or I don't have the right people in the right seats on the bus. Uh, I might want to be thinking uh, a little stronger. Tell me about how do I get a hold of Paul and how do I make my world run a little smoother? Well, clients come to me for a number of reasons they may have a business that's on the brink of the edge and they need help pulling it back they may have
1: had these great ideas and that the business is kind of stagnant and they need to revitalize it through some new thinking and some planning and then others that they're doing well but they really want to grow it whatever point on that spectrum that you are being organized being intentional being thoughtful about what you do matters and it'll help your business be stronger and it'll help you be a stronger leader. So reach out to me, call me 231-632-0006, and you can call me anytime. Feel free to text. You can also reach me at pmead at clearpassstrategic. Shoot me an email. I'm happy to dialogue with you and that's certainly um, you can reach the website, clearpassstrategic.com, and find out all kinds of information there.
0: Well, Paul, you've given me so much to think about. I got to tell you, it makes me want to get in the car, drive up there, have a piece of cherry pie and a cup of coffee with you. You've got so much to offer. And I just know that Clear Path Strategic is an organization that is run with your passionate leadership and can't go wrong with that. You've got a whole list of clients we could probably talk to. If somebody uh, decided they wanted to figure out if you're the right organization for them, you could probably put them in contact with some of those kind of people that can say, yeah, here's what Paul did for me, right? I'm not speaking out of school.
1: No, not at all. And those clients, they're right on the website. You can see exactly who they are Perfect. What organizations.
0: Yeah. Well, look, at, I must confess, Paul, I have a full page of notes here. I'm just so grateful for your time. And I'm so grateful that you could be with us to share some of your thoughts. This is no spring chicken. Uh, this is somebody that obviously uh, has brought a lot of experience to the table in the form of creating past strategic. And so, Paul, I just want to say thank you, sir.
1: Well, thank you, Vic. I really appreciate the opportunity to get in front of your listeners. And uh, if you can ever make it up, you're
0: always welcome to Traverse City. Woohoo! Well, I'm going to take that as an invitation right there. I'm packing the bags as we speak. So once again, thanks again to Paul Mead, Principal Advisor at ClearPass Strategic. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verscherell. Can't wait to talk to you next time here on the Leadership League.